0: All right, we wrapped up the NFL season. We got golf in full swing now. Pam Maldonado joins us, betting analyst for Yahoo Sportsbook. Let's start with just a recap, obviously, of the Super Bowl and the NFL season, and we'll get into Tiger and the Genesis Open and all that, too. So a lot to get with you. Let's just start with your overall thoughts of what you saw in the Super Bowl and and maybe what that means for both the Chiefs and the Eagles heading into the offseason and what they need to do to get back there next year.
1: I give major credit to Uh Jalen Hurts and to the Eagles. They have been one of the teams that I have been incorrectly fading all season long because of the schedule that they had. It was a cupcake schedule. Jalen Hurts is definitely one of the the best, if not the best, player on the field, and I give him all the credit in the world. There's going to be some missing pieces there with the personnel, um, so I'm interested to see how that correlates to the next season. I don't know, maybe go back to the way I love fading them <laughs> because of some of those changes. But I do have major respect now to Jalen Hurts.
2: Yeah, he looks like a real-deal uh, quarterback. I'm sorry, I just got a little bit of an echo in my ear, and I freaked <laughs> myself out really fast. So let me uh, <laughs> – let's go to the genesis here because I don't know if you know this, Pam. It's probably my favorite course on the planet. Uh, it's like my what? home <laughs> course back in L.A. Uh, like, very fun course to play. I think the thing that's really interesting to me, and I saw this from BetMGM today. So Tiger's going to play in his event, right? And Mm -hmm. he's the largest liability uh, for Vegas, according to BetMGM. Largest ticket size, uh, BetMGM, to win outright. And yet the only player in the field that's minus money to miss the cut at minus 225. (laughs) Uh, What do you make of that? That tells you everything you need to know. Minus 175 to miss the cut.
1: Look, we have seen Tiger Woods once upon a time. He was the, he will be the greatest golfer on tour of all time. There's no doubt about that. But his body is ailing and it's like tennis. You're seeing players like Rafa Nadal, they're injured. Roger Federer retired because of injury tiger is in the same footsteps though it is a far less impacted sport in the pga he was dealing with plantar fasciitis and riviera he's had difficulty walking courses like augusta which is a very similar layout as far as undulation goes it's not an easy walk at riviera so this is definitely more of a can my body handle playing golf again (laughs) it's just a huge test and I have—it's bananas to me that it, he is the biggest liability. Um, I mean, good luck to everybody who put money on him. There is far better value up on the board.
0: I completely agree, Pam. Uh, before we get to any of your picks, actually, you know, we kind of talk about value every week, and obviously, you know, you're looking for people that have played this course, people with experience. What are your thoughts on maybe taking a shot down the board with somebody? I don't know, like a Taylor Moore. He's 100 to one last year, finished 21st. He's got a couple top 15 finishes here the last couple weeks. Or are you looking at people like you know the top 10, uh, the favorites up on top of the board? Or is this a week where maybe you could take a shot with a long shot?
1: The way that I handicap golf, I'm never purposely looking for long shots or looking yeah. for the best players. I literally go one by one and I think who has a good course fit. So Taylor Moore ends up being a super long shot at a hundred to one. For a yeah. top twenty or getting three and a half to one odds. He his skill set fits the mold of this course almost perfectly. I am giving love to my fellow Texan. He took T21 in this event last year. So if you can find him for a top 40, he's also a plus one and a half. He's plus 150 for a top 40. That would be the more safe bet, but you're getting more value for the top 20. But he's really good. He's a really good player on Poiana Greens, which is what this course has to offer. He has only one miscut, three top 20s. He took a T11 at the Farmers and T15 at the Pebble Beach. So more is coming into this with rhythm and with confidence. Now this is a strong field event, but I mean, he may lack the distance, but if you have confidence with your iron play, which is the most important part of any player's game on tour, he has gained strokes, ball striking in four straight events. So if he can maintain that type of level of play with his irons, knocking a few putts, top 20 is not only live, but I really like him for my long shot as a top 10.
0: Yeah, Taylor Moore at his third consecutive top 15 finish last last week at the uh, the Phoenix Open, too. Okay, so one of the things, you mentioned it briefly, obviously, and Taylor Moore is one of those names. We look at courses and, okay, whose game kind of uh, benefits from playing on this course. What are some other names that we should look at, whether it's long shots or, or otherwise?
1: I'm kind of surprised that Hideki Matsuyama was 40-1. to 1. Um, I would think that he would have shorter odds, but for a top 20, you're getting plus 180 for him. He is definitely a super volatile player when it comes to betting to putting, but it just so happens that Puana Greens is one of his best surface, and on this course, if you look at the Riviera course layout, all you have to do is look at the scorecard. Um, look at the scorecard, and you're going to see that the fairways, they aren't necessarily narrow, but you're getting fast and firm fairways, so the ball is going to roll off, which means players are going to miss the fairways, and because the greens are so large, And fast, they're going to miss the greens as well. And while Hideki Matsuyama is third in the field for strokes gained around the green, he's one of the best to do it. He's top 10 in scrambling, which molds well for this layout. He's gained strokes around the green in five straight events. Um, I mean, he hasn't done really well at this course here in the last couple of years. He had a missed cut and a T39. But before that, he had back-to-back top 10 finishes. And... if it's always tough taking somebody who's strong at mostly their short game, but we've seen Decky win with only his short game before the 2021 Masters. He gained over seven strokes between his putting and around the green. So why not do it again here at this course? And forty to one odds—that
2: is definitely worth throwing a dart at. So one of the things that I think is interesting about this course is not just the Poena greens, but the Kakuya on the fairways and in the rough, especially considering that you're trying to, you know, chip and put- chip around the green and it sticks like how do you how do you look at this course as you're? you said you go line by line uh, how are you looking at this course when you're breaking that down I'm
1: mostly looking at players who have a bit of course history here. I don't need you to have like five top fives or anything like that. But do you have experience playing here at this course? Because that you just mentioned it right now. And I hate saying that word, kakui. <laughs> it is a very, it's not something that you find typical on the PGA Tour. So having some bit of experience is going to be beneficial because it helps you navigate around the course layout. Um, but I'm also looking at those guys. I, don't know
0: if it's I don't We're having know some it's technical it. difficulties right now. Yeah, I was yeah. just making I don't know sure what happened. Yeah.
2: Pam, do you have us? I have you. All right, great. Keep going, keep going. The gremlins are (laughs) in the machines today.
1: (laughs) So I'm mostly just looking for players who are solid around the green because, as mentioned, because of that fairway grass that you're getting, it's going to be very difficult. A player can hit their mark and still miss the fairway because the ball is going to roll because of the type of grass that they use. So because of that, I'm just more so looking at players who can really bomb it off the tee and maybe miss some of those... um, miss some of those sand traps, maybe cut around the trees. And if they can be even better around the green and have ex- excelled
2: on Poana greens,
1: then that's even better. That's what I'm how looking you,
2: for. How do you feel about Rory in this spot? I know he's I he's got not great odds. It's 10 to 1, 9 to 1, depending on the book. But he loves Riviera. And, and maybe this is a live betting situation. Ryan talked about sometimes how he starts off slow. Yeah. Um, I had him last week,
1: and I understand now. I was reminded that, yes, last week at the Phoenix Open was not a good spot for him because of the crowd, and he doesn't like that. But I'm going back to the well with Rory. Rory, Rory first round leader, and also to win, I did put a little bit on him at 9.5 to 1. Top 10, minus 120 is a solid option as well. But if I'm talking about a a player that fits the mold of this course, that is Rory McElroy. He bombs it off the tee. He is number one in driving distance in the field and uh, in the field, and with that allows him to set up some of the short yardage approach shots. So you're talking about him being able to hit like from like 125 to 150 out on his second shots, and he solid it around the. He's great around the green, so he should be able to navigate these greens fairly fairly well and he has three top tens in his last four here at Riviera so yes he loves this course he fits the exact statistical model of a player that can win Um, now it's a matter of can he execute coming off of last week when he didn't he doesn't usually play the Phoenix Open so how did we haven't really seen him in this type of situation where he didn't do so well last week is he going to bounce back this week it's Rory McIlroy so absolutely I believe he can but yes if you can get a better number live after round one I'm firing that
0: uh, Pam, what are your thoughts on JT this week? Because obviously, like if you're looking at MGM, we could have had a sixteen to one. We're at plus fourteen hundred right now. He was fourth last week. His last five starts, he's had three top five finishes. What are your thoughts on him now that he's down to fourteen to one? Uh, JT coming up this weekend. Yep.
1: The PGA, since it's an individual sport, it's very much like the ATP, ATP tennis. You're looking for players with momentum, and potentially Justin Thomas has exactly that. He finished, he did super well at the Phoenix Open, um, where he took fourth, but what's more important is that he gained strokes from Tita to green. He improved. In round one, round two, round three, and four, and he actually led the field from Tita Green on Sunday. So now he's using some of that. Potentially, could use some of that momentum to carry over into this week. I love Justin Thomas this week, not just for an outright number, but you're only you're getting minus 105 for him to finish a top 20. He's probably going. I'm considering him for my one and done. Oh, y'all asked me last week if I was doing one and done. Yeah. Turns out I am. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably know. want to use him because I think a win is well on his way because he has gained strokes in every category. He's gained strokes around the game, with the short game in three straight um, coming off of just like a solid T to green performance last week. He's rolling into this with major momentum.
0: Pam, are there any head-to-heads you like?
1: Oh man, um, so head-to-heads last week were tough, <laughs> but I'm trying to find a groove of things. I am. I like a couple of underdogs. Brendan Todd as plus a plus 105 underdog to Billy Horschel. Uh, I mean, Brendan Todd is always a player that you never love to back because he's such a volatile player. But he has two missed cuts in his last four events, so that's always scary. But he has a. He's a really good short game player, and yes, so is Billy Horschel. But at least Brendan Todd has the experience here at Riviera. Um, He's 11th in strokes gained around the green, and he's really solid around Poena, which is opposite of what you can say for Billy Horschel, where his worst putting stats are on the surface. And Horschel himself has missed the cut in back-to-back years here, bleeding red in the data points um, with his short game. So I love Brendan Todd as an underdog, and I also love Justin Rose, Plus 100 to Jordan Speeth. I don't like going against Jordan Speeth. I always want to root for my Longhorns. But Rose has four top 20 finishes here in 2023. He So far this year, he has two top 20s, including a win at the Pebble Beach. He's gained strokes, ball striking, around the green, and tee to green in all three events. So he's coming into this. I just talked about momentum. He's coming into this with some momentum. And Jordan Speeth, he's kind of all over the place. He's losing strokes either around the green, off the tee, with the short game. He can't figure out what he wants to do with his game right now. So he's trying to find it. Um, maybe. He found it last week at the Phoenix, but that is a much easier course as far as layout goes. So I just want to, I'm more of a prove it to me first with Jordan Sweet right now, whereas Justin Rose has a lot more consistency. I'm glad that you brought up the top
0: 10 and the top 20 market as well because, like, getting Justin Thomas, even if it's minus 110 or plus money, top 20 is obviously good value. Maybe you're trying to build up the bankroll and not just fire away at four or five outrights every single weekend. (laughs) Anybody else that you like as far as top 20 that you think could play well enough but maybe not win this weekend? Or just anybody that you're staying away from that you've heard, you know, people talk about here the last couple days as we preview?
1: I really wanted to back Tony Finau. He's a player that made my long list, but I ended up scratching him off. So he's a, somebody that I would not be backing this week. And as Saul, he's playing some really good golf right now. He has a T16, T9, T14 in his last three starts. But he hasn't done particularly well here at the Genesis, at least not consistently. But it's more so about looking at how Tony Finau does in these uh, big, field, strong field events. He doesn't really do very well. He has a T, He has a T51 at Genesis back in twenty twenty. He has the miscut at the U.S. Open. He has the Farmers another miscut. So it's more of like he's playing well now, but I kind of need him to kind of like hey build a little bit better for me. And he just lost strokes putting in at the. I mean he is playing solid golf, so I wouldn't blame anyone for taking him. But it's just more of a this is a strong field event. Another one. I don't really trust him to finish in the top twenty. So he's a player that I ended up knocking off. Um, and I love Xander again. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, talk backing players who are super consistent, Xander Shoffley is as consistent as they get. And you're getting a really good value at minus 115 for a top 20, 16 to 1 for an outright. But he has an all around solid game. He's a great putter. He has best putting surfaces on Poana. In his last 10 on Poa, he has top 20 in seven of his last eight. And here he has four top 20s at Riviera, and including T13 last year. So he makes a solid top 20 option as well. And now we, I've I've been talking extensively about how I want to back players who are solid around the green. If Xander had one flaw, it's that he's a little bit inconsistent around the greens. But he seems to have maybe in, been improving that. He's practicing a little bit more because he's gained around the green in three of his last four. But the thing with Xander Shoffley is he doesn't really have like a bad thing in his game. Yeah. I want to back consistency.
0: Sam Maldonado, Yahoo Sportsbook, always making a smarter thing. Thanks, Ben.